When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. to First Strike here on Visa. And I'm your host, Dave Ross, here from Circus Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. For the next hour, going to break down a very intriguing big boy matchup we have on Saturday. Curtis Blades against Sergey Pavlovich. So we'll talk about all those changing numbers with Nick Klikas, Lou Finicaro, Jordan Sherwood, and Dan Vreeland. I did want to recap very quickly what we saw last weekend with the, I don't want to say the return of Max Holloway because he's never gone anywhere, but Max Holloway back. Another impressive performance against Arnold Allen. He gets the a decision victory in five unanimous decision there. I don't think there was any issue there in the scoring on this time around. Edson Barbosa didn't leave it up to the judges with a great dynamic stoppage of Billy Q in round number one. And then you saw Ian Cotillaba against uh, Tanner Bozer there. Pedro Munoz, maybe a, a bit of a stunner there because Chris Gutierrez was over a $2 betting favorite in that fight. And then you saw Hoffa Garcia, easy decision victory over Clay Guida. So very interesting fight night that we saw on Saturday night. But without further ado, as we turn the page, and the UFC does a great job of doing just that, looking ahead, not necessarily behind, we're bringing the guy that sets those numbers here in combat sports right behind me that you see at Circus Sports Sportsbook. He is the one and only Nick Kalikas. Nick, always great to catch up with you here. Uh, before we get to this card here, what did you make of Max and the number? Because we saw it fluctuate a little bit as the week went on when you have such a popular fighter in Max Holloway. Is the general public becoming a sharper MMA better? I think gradually they are for sure. Um, you know, the more it's kind of thrown in front of your face, the more you watch, the sharper you're going to get naturally. So I do think there's some of that going on. I, it was great to see Holloway perform at a high level. Arnold Allen is not an easy out. No, that was a very competitive fight, but he did exactly what he had to do. So a lot of people think he looked like he's kind of on the decline despite getting the win. I think you got to give him credit for that W to be honest with you. And he's got enough, enough left in the tank to obviously clean out the rest of the featherweight division. Unfortunately, Volkanovski and him might end up clashing again one day. How crazy is that? I mean, but that's just the way it is right now. But good to see him back at his peak. Yeah, and we saw Volkanovski, hey, stop wiping out the guys that I'm supposed to be beating here uh, to be the kingpin at 145. So maybe we'll get one more shot with Max and uh, Volkanovski down the road. Obviously, Nick, when you look at a, a fight like this coming up, and this feels like a smaller card, if you will, but certainly Sergey Pavlovich is a guy that feels like he's a fast tracker right now in the heavyweight division. And a guy like Curtis Blades, who has been one of those guys so close, hasn't been able to quite get to the top of the spear here in the heavyweight division. He is a 170 favorite right now. We're seeing at DraftKings. Pavlovich right now, the comeback at 145, plus $1.45. What did you open this number at here at Circa? And have you seen any uh, distinct changes here before we get to fight night here on Saturday? We got too crazy yet, but I did open it at minus 160 for Blades, a little bit shorter than the overall market. It was like minus 170-ish. Now it is at minus 170. So it caught up to the market. We did get some sharp action. Both ways here, but originally it was on the blade side. Now we're getting some Pavlovich action back from Sharps as well. So this is going to be one of those fights where we have a lot of split opinions, a lot of two-way Sharp action is going to come in. And I think it's going to kind of hover around where it is right now. I don't think it's going to fly over 200 or drop closer to a pick. I think it's going to still hover around that range right now. And Nick, these are two of the bigger guys in the division now, both right around you know 265 for Blades, about 257, close to 260 for Sergey. When you look at the total, and again, in, in a main event, you're going to have the, the prospects of going five. The marketplace is saying it's not going to go five, right? Because you're looking at this now. Very rarely do you see a total at, say, a round and a half 
you can get plus money, plus $1.45, if you think these big boys can get you seven and a half plus minutes. Uh, what have you seen there? And I guess you could go, if you like the blade side, maybe you lean towards the over. And if you like the Pavlovich side, maybe you think it gets out of there, gets Curtis out of there in relative quick time. There's going to be nothing but steam on that under, I think, the entire way. Now, of course, there's going to be some sharp action probably coming back in at some point on the over because the overs tend to be the sharper sides in most cases. But in this spot here, man, it's very difficult because the conflicting styles that you have, these guys are both finishers. Blades, of course, known as the wrestler, and he's going to look for those takedowns. But once he gets you to the ground, he has some nasty ground upon him. He has the ability to finish the fight there. And that on the other side of it, Pavlovich is one of the most dynamic and explosive strikers on the feet, and we've seen Blades get clipped and put out. So if anybody can knock a guy like Curtis Blades out once again, it's a guy like Pavlovich. So I think they kind of conflict, and they're – kryptonite to each other if that makes sense that's why you're seeing the total get steamed on the under i don't think this is going to go seven and a half minutes to be honest with you because i just don't think if pavlovich gets on his back he's going to get finished before it gets to round three or before it gets over that one and a half mark i should say into round two or whatnot and then i think the other way around if blades isn't able to get the takedown he's going to get sparked right before he gets there so it's going to end early i do think it probably ends under seven and a half minutes and the steam is kind of indicating that as well. And I think it's probably right. You know, Nick, what's fascinating about that too, because sometimes you want to look, as we mentioned, maybe correlated plays to see if you can extract more value out of it. But really in the Pavlovich side, if you think that the method of victory is going to be KRTKRDQ, it's not that much north of what he already is as a betting dog in its entirety, right? Plus dollar forty-five, plus a dollar seventy-five here for the KRTKRDQ prop. The problem with with Blades, if you don't want to lay the dollar seventy here, is how does he get that that manner of victory? Because again, you mentioned he can do vicious ground and pound if he gets down to the mat. That's about minus a dollar ten we're seeing here. But maybe he does as a wrestler. Does he look to, to maybe if you give him your back and, and your neck's exposed, sub is, is nine to one. And you see by finish, just in any manner of victory, minus a dollar 35. Is there other ways that you think that people might try to manipulate this market instead of just playing the cider total? Uh, I mean, the props definitely, like, if you're going to bet Pavlovich, he's going to win this fight by knockout. He's not going to win it by sub. He's not going to win it by decision. He's going to win it by knockout. So if you're going to bet Pavlovich, that's probably the way to look. Now, of course, the limits are not going to be as high, so you're not going to be able to get down a ton of cash on the props, but you're still going to get maybe extract a little bit more value that way. And the same thing for Blades. Now, you did hit the nail on the head there. Blades might have a couple more options because if he does get to the ground, he's not known for his submissions. But at the same time, we could see a sub and club sort of thing. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens eventually with Blades as well. So I do think that you can look for the finish prop on the Blade side or you can look for the knockout-specific prop on the Pavlovich side. That's yeah, the way to go for this fight. Yeah, absolutely. In my Chicago days with Curtis, used to talk to Curtis a lot. And back then, he didn't really care about being the flashy fighter. He just wanted to get the W. That means wrestling, right? Now you get a little bit longer in the tooth. I wonder if you're willing to let yourself in your hands go there, which could put you in danger against Pavlovich there. But again, very interesting to look at those props and maybe to manip manipulating the market that way. When you look at the co-main here, Brad Tavares, we've got veterans here against Bruno Silva. And right now, Tavares is a small betting favorite here, about minus $1.60, minus $1.65. Has this number changed since you opened it here at Circa? The opener at Circa was actually Tavares minus 155, comeback plus 35. And right now, again, another spot where we're seeing, we did get bet up on Tavares with the sharp group came in and hit us on the Tavares side, but now we're starting to see some buyback on the Silva side as well. So another spot where we're going to see some two-way action and the line kind of bounced up and bounced back down a little bit too. This is a tough one, man. Of course, I think Tavares has been underrated throughout his whole career. He's such a tough out. He's got outstanding takedown defense, very solid striking, that savvy vet experience across the board, everything you got to love about him, but he's been around for a long time. He's getting a little bit older. And Bruno Silva, I think he's never fought better. I mean, he's faced some stiff competition. He keep, continues to improve despite having, you know, some setbacks along the way. So this is definitely an interesting fight because if we see the, the decline being real with Tavares, Silva could definitely win this fight. But if we see a classic performance from Tavares, I think he does come away with a win here. So this is probably appropriately set, and we're going to continue to see two action on this fight. And on the total as well, again, three-round fight here, uh, potentially here. The over two-and-a-half rounds right now, minus dollar five. So pretty evenly priced here for that two-and-a-half. I'm sure some people might look, if they want to play the over, Nick, maybe advise there, we'll just play the, the fight to go the distance, and you might not even have to pick a winner if you really think it's going to hit the cards here with all three, correct? Yeah, I mean, I could see that happening for sure. I mean, I, I questioned Tavares at times with his durability, 
But at the same time, I mean, he's he's just such a warrior. He's not easy to get out of there as well. And then Silva's proven to be a tough out, too, Like meaning he's not going to quit on you. So I do think, if anything, you might want to slightly lean towards the over, especially if you're getting plus money. Mm-hmm. But another not easy spot because, like, again, these guys are getting up there in age a little bit. So we could just see that decline spot hit overnight, so to speak, and and then maybe Tavares just gets put out early. So that's, the I think, the thing you got to be concerned about the most. But if you're going to chase anything, it's probably the plus money in the over. And Nick Kalikas uh, does a great job. You can follow him, as I do, on Twitter, at Fight Odds. Nick, we talked about this throughout the uh, the beginning of our show here on First Strike on VEASAN, that there's always a premium. There's a tax put in for popular fighters, right? That That's just the way the public wants to bet them. Does Bobby Green qualify now as one of those guys that it's taxed into the market a little bit? Because we know how much the fan base has an affinity for Bobby. Minus 250 against Jared Flash Gordon. Yeah, I mean, there is definitely some of that because he's he's a popular fighter. But he's a good fighter. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, it, it it's justified most in most cases with uh, with a guy like Bobby Green. And then Jared Gordon coming off that win. I, I mean, coming off that loss that should have been a win over uh, Patty Pimblett. <laughs> that brought his stock way up, too. So I think both these guys are actually trending in a very good direction, according to the public eye. Because, I mean, they're both in the spotlight. They're both getting respect. We're seeing a little bit more money come in on Jared Gordon. There's some sharp action coming in his way. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't, Gordon's a tough out. I just think stylistically this is going to be a tough fight because I do think Bobby Green could kind of outpoint him along the way. I think he is the better striker here. But Bobby Green's also going to be getting hit by some bombs from the Gordon side. I think the takedown defense here should neutralize each other out a little bit too. So this is probably going to be a striking affair. We probably do see Gordon try to clinch up against a cage and kind of slow this fight down, make it a grinding, grueling type of fight. But this is another spot where it's going to be competitive. But I do think Bobby Green wins. Now, of course, according to the price, it's not easy to lay minus 250. So I'm not surprised by the action coming in on the under, especially, like I said, based on that performance. There's a lot of recency bias that gets kind of mixed into these numbers from time to time. And we're seeing that a little bit with the Gordon side. Like, people are going to come in and bet it automatically. They're, hey, this guy beat Patty Pimblett. He's a solid fighter, which he is a solid fighter. Mm-hmm. But again, styles make fights. I think this is going to be a difficult fight that Gordon can hang but I don't think he's going to get it done. Yeah, and you mentioned it there, Nick. You look, that you think that maybe the the, uh, the takedown defense stalls it out, so it should be a fight on the hands. Over two and a half rounds right now, heavily juiced, minus 275. Thinking this one goes to the cards, you don't get much of a discount, minus 250 without picking a winner. So we're expecting that one potentially uh, to hit the cards. Nick, always a pleasure, my friend, to catch up with you. Uh, check him out on Twitter. Great work at ESPN uh, as well, live on the line. So, Nick, we really appreciate you as always, my friend. Thank you, sir. Well, have a great weekend. Enjoy the fights. Absolutely. When we come back, and go to Arizona to catch up with Lou Finicaro next here on First Strike. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear.
DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you plenty of ways to bet the UFC. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You're going to be able to bet on more than just the main event. DraftKings has great odds on fight lines, total rounds, and features for all MMA events. Eligible restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for the full terms and conditions. Back here in Las Vegas, Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook. What a pleasure each and every week to go to Gamblu out there in the great state of Arizona. Lou Finicaro, and again, does a great job with his podcast. We can talk about that as well. Lou, I know you've been on fire giving out some picks on the pod. Tell the people how they access it and what they get when they tune in each and every Friday. Well, first of all, Dave, thanks for having me on. This is a highlight each week. The Bout Business podcast is dropped on Friday after the weigh-ins. And it's simply a final synopsis of my final four or five releases for that week's fight card. It's uh, available noon Fridays, wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for letting me mention that. Always. And when you get to the heavyweights, I guess you don't have to worry about the scales as much in the handicap when you have a Sergey Pavlovich and, and certainly Curtis Blades. Curtis, uh, the heavy end of the scale there, about 265. Do you glean anything into that? Because I know, obviously, we make a a lot of differences in the lighter weight classes and maybe these tough weight cuts. But for the heavyweights, does that factor in at all? That's a great question, Dave. And I'll tell you that it would if I see a heavyweight make drastic fluctuations in weight between the last fight and this one. If a a guy weighed 242, now he comes in at 252. Mm. uh, I, I got questions with that. Or if it's reversed. In this case, I don't expect anything uh, funny as far as the weigh-ins. Blades will be 264 or whatever, maybe Pavlovich 55 or higher. And really, I think the dynamics of this fight take place other than on the scale. Yeah, no question. Pavlovich does have that four-inch reach advantage. And uh, plus 145 right now, DraftKings has the dog. We know that Curtis, if there's a kryptonite for somebody that might be one of the best wrestlers uh, in the heavyweight division, it's maybe the chin. I, I mean, look, Derek Lewis knocks a lot of guys out. He, he easily won that first round against Derek back in the day, and then he gets stopped in the second. Is there a danger for Curtis to eschew the wrestling and stand toe-to-toe with a guy like Pavlovich, who feels like he's really on the comeuppance here in the heavyweight division? In my opinion, that's Curtis not using IQ, and I give him credit for decent IQ. That That's him not using IQ and going to fight the other man's fight. Uh, the uh, young man Pavlovich is 14 of 16 wins his first round and all his UFC fights, first round finish. Uh, the, over, the total in this fight, one and a half, mm. uh, re- really indicative to me of, of some Pavlovich uh, correlation. Now, that said, as I handicapped this fight from the Blades' point of view, he's simply, I'm telling him, let's get to round two. So uh, hug him, uh, maul him, stay away from him, run from him, do anything you got to do to get this into round two. Because at that point in time, what we do know is Blades can wrestle. He's got great cardio. He can go all day, and he has to keep from getting touched against a power guy like Pavlovich. And we don't know what Pavlovich brings into round two or beyond. I'm certain that the Blades camp wants to take this thing into two or beyond, and Pavlovich doesn't want to see that, in my opinion. Oh, I think that's exactly the correlated play there, Lou. That's exactly the way I see it, too, that if you like the Curtis side, and he's minus seventy favorite here, that it could be a correlated play to the over, plus forty-five right now, because unless he absolutely gets down there and Pavlovich has nothing off his back, if Curtis can get that takedown, then maybe to your point, Lou, he just gets into the gas tank, right? That he looks to get in the gas tank of the younger Pavlovich, who's been steamrolling guys in the first round, and then if that over comes into play, maybe even the live number, you've got to really like Blades' chances if he can extend this into a second round and beyond. Is that the way you're looking at it from the favorite side? Exactly. I I think that if Blades can get this into round two, then the fight becomes more his style and the questions all lie with Pavlovich. And then we get to see what kind of cardio he has, what kind of chin he has. Does he, can he get up off his back? You do not want Blades to take you down and get on top. And I don't care who you are. Uh, Now that said, the concern for Blades has to be speed, power, explosion. This kid's a monster, and I think he's for real. And if Nganu and Derek Lewis were able to touch Blades, mm. 
I look at Pavlovich as faster, more explosive than those two, surely faster. And so there's risk there for Blades as well. Uh, Lou, I love it. Uh, each and every week when our experts come on here at First Strike, you give us some fights that you certainly like here on a Tuesday. The very first fight on the card, uh, you've got listed here that's caught your attention here. Tell me a little bit about Brady Highstand against uh, Batgirl Dana. Right now, Dana about minus $1.40, Highstand plus $1.20. So don't blink, don't sleep in the prelims because Lou likes something right out of the gate in this fight. Well, it, it usually I'm very conservative early, but this one caught my eye. Uh, he said, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, he's got a little size, but he's very young. He's coming in relatively green. And it's this is an experience and who he's been in the cage with for Mr. Bacharel. I, I don't know if it's Dana Bacharel or Bacharel Dana. Uh, whatever it is, he opened 175. Now he's down to minus 130. Uh, this is a watch and monitor. We're going to keep our finger on the pulse of mm. this one and see how low it will go before we jump. But I do like Bot Jarrell Dana here. It, please excuse the mispronunciation. Yeah. And again, down to dollar forty, so that price tag has come down, maybe making it a little bit more affordable if you want to go on the Danasa here. Let's get to another fight that I know has piqued your interest. Very interesting matchup here with Norman Dumont against Carol Rosa. And right now, Rosa minus a dollar five, Dumont minus a dollar fifteen. So Lou, very evenly priced here in the marketplace. What do you make of this matchup? Well, I make it that I'm pretty tardy because uh, Dumont opens this fight as a plus 190 underdog, and she's been completely gassed all the way to a pick position. And I see why. It's because Carol Rose is a 135 or moving up to 45. And Dumont, since she moved to 145, is three and one, takes to the division well. She's the natural 145-pound athlete. I like her a lot in this spot. Am I too late? Maybe. Uh, but to to grab her now is probably more advantageous than waiting till Friday. Any higher on Dumont, I would pass. But close to pick, I think it's still a go. All right. So right now, minus $1.15. Don't let that number get away, as Lou uh, is telling us here on First Strike. The biggest favorite on the board is Montel Jackson. He's a $6 betting favorite against Ronnie Yaya. Yaya can be a kind of a wild man in there uh, in a potential three-round matchup. Is there any any chance of backing the biggest dog here, plus 450 on the card on Saturday? There is. Um, Montel Jackson comes. If he came with no wrestling, I'd really be doing junk, jumping jacks over Ronnie Yaya. But he comes with some good takedown ability and some good wrestling chops. And so for that reason, I think you have to be guarded. That said, this number's out of line. Mm -hmm. I don't think Montel Jackson should be that high over anyone in the division. If I were to try something with Ronnie Yaya, I would try it via sub. That's how he gets all his victories. And so Yaya by sub, it, those prices I don't think are available just yet. But that would be a juicy way to enhance a, a big underdog. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It feels like it's a little bit overpriced there for Montel Jackson here at $6. Muhammad Usman is back in this card. And uh, Junior Tafa right now, Usman minus five against Tafa, 115. Of course, uh, Muhammad and, and uh, Kamaru Usman, this is the bigger version of the Usman uh, guys in the octagon. What do you make of him? He, you know, he still looks raw out there, kind of wings his shots a little bit in the heavyweight division. But he clearly has some power, as we've seen on display recently. Big power, big, huge guy, uh, you know, slow as evolution, though, really. <laughs> and his last fight, the fight that I saw him in was against the young uh, athlete, Pagua, who ended up fighting at light heavyweight his next fight. He was totally undersized, and he knocked he knocked him out. But, it, but Pagua was moving well and having his way with him. I, I think this is a good fight for Tafa. I, I like the Tafa side here. Usman's going to have to show me that he is something that deserves to, an athlete that deserves to be in the UFC and not just shirt tailing the name off the brother. We've seen some brothers, Figueredo and others, that don't quite stack up to the legit brother. And I'm almost wondering if this could be the case. Very quickly, just have about a minute to go. Jared Gordon didn't beat Patty Pimlet, but it feels like we all thought he won that fight. Uh, now he's a big dog against Bobby Green. Do you think Bobby should be a 250 betting favorite? 
Yes, I think probably so. Uh, what Bobby did against Drew Dober in defeat last out was very, very impressive. I looked for him to bounce after that loss. He had Dober weak knee willy mm -hmm. on a couple of different occasions. So he, he's got that power. He's going to be the faster, quicker, more precise striking athlete. And he's got good, solid takedown defense. Great experience. Been in with a heap of a lot of talent higher ranked than Patty Pimlet. So I think it's a legitimate favorite position. There he is, everybody. Lou Finicaro. Check out the Bout Business Podcast on Friday. Lou, you do a great job. We appreciate you each and every Tuesday here on First Strike. When we come back, going to Chicago, Jordan Sherwood's up on the docket next here on First Strike. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. There certainly is a lot to bet on in the next 30 days. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Visa for just $9.99. That gets you insight into daily MLB best bets, NBA, NHL playoffs, the Kentucky Derby, and the upcoming NFL draft. Only Visa Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by Visa show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, what you see with the money and bets are moving for every single game. Also, a top Visa experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, see which Visa experts have the current. Hot hands, so sign up for just $9.99 at vsun.com slash subscribe. My next guest always has the hot hand in a cold, cold city of Chicago. He is Jordan Sherwood. Uh, you can follow Jordan as I do at Wood on ESPN 1000. He is also helping out the guys over at Fat Jack Sports, host of the unnamed MMA pod. He's doing a lot of things there in Chicago. Is it is it wintertime already in Chicago, or are you guys gearing up for your two weeks of summer? We we had 80 on Saturday, and then the next day it was 30, and then snowed on Monday. Like I don't I don't understand what's happening right now. Uh, it's 60. It's decent, I think. Golf weather is oh. is, is not upon us mm. for sure. But then you have to worry about the occasional frost delay uh, that that exists here in Chicago. My so. eight years in Chicago, Jordan, I always enjoyed those two weeks of golf season. They were fantastic each and every summer. Uh, let's get to this fight card this weekend. And again, you got a Chicago guy. On this card in the main event, you know him well, Curtis Blades. So Curtis coming in as a solid favorite here, minus dollar seventy against Sergey Pavlovich. You know this very well. We know what Curtis Blades wants to do. That's wrestle, right? Again, in my conversations with Curtis through the years, he hasn't always cared about, you know, looking the prettiest out there. He doesn't mind making it a grind. Is that the only way you see him beating Pavlovich if he is to get his arm raised in victory? 
Yeah, but I worry about that being the game plan. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I, I really wish we, we saw the end result of his fight with Tom Aspinall. Right. We were all ruined with a great headlining fight. You know, he wins a fight 15 seconds into it. Injury, torn ACL for Tom Aspinall. Because it would have been very interesting to see how he would have done against a, a younger, athletic, powerful striker that's got a good, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu game. You know, you know Palovich, you know, also it, it kind of falls into that category, not in the, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu standpoint, but a wrestling standpoint. He just hasn't shown it yet. I mean, this is a guy that, that you know, was a, was a combat sambo, you know, perfectionist before he got into mixed martial arts and he started knocking people out. And I think you have to dismiss his UFC debut. I mean, throwing in there against the Wolves against Alistair Overeem, huh. that's no easy task. And I think that the, the big bright lights got to him. But what has he done since then? He's knocked out Derek Lewis. He knocked out Tai Tuivasa, both and under a round, and looked impressive in doing so. So I'm very curious to see what Curtis Boyd is going to do. Is he going to is he going to try any stand up, which obviously I think would be a recipe for disaster, or is he going to wrestle, which you know we haven't seen Pavlovich have the force to do it, but he's got it in his back pocket. So uh, I, I think you're you're seeing where I'm headed. Yeah. I think there's value early on in the week with Pavlovich just because I mean, you know, maybe he's not known. Uh, from a name standpoint, but he's been in there with some of the top heavyweights uh, we currently have in the UFC, and it's taken him around to dust them both off. Yeah, I'm fascinated too by the total because we talk about correlated plays a lot, right? So because Pavlovich has been getting guys out of there early, right, in those first rounds, really not getting into the cardio at all, we know that Curtis does have that wrestling background and that cardio. So I think in a perfect world, he'd like to extend this. But right now, you can get good money for a five-round potential main event here at over a round and a half at plus $1.50s we're seeing out there, plus dollar forty fives. So is there is that the, the only way that Curtis wins is by extending instead of making this a quick night? And if Pavlovich, if we don't know about the cardio, does that worry you? And maybe you, you hop in live if this fight all of a sudden goes deep into a second round. Yeah, I think that's the direction. If you want to look at the total, you, you definitely look, I believe, at the over- understanding that Curtis Blades method and way to victory is, is a grind is getting the takedowns and either getting a late finish or, or, or something into those championship rounds. So I would agree with value there. Uh, but however, if you're on the, if you're on the Pavlovich side, yeah, you, you, you question the cardio because you just haven't seen it. You don't know it. Is he going to be able to handle not only a five round fight, but a five round fight against Curtis Blades? Right. So uh, I, I think right now, as it stands on Tuesday, I've seen Curtis Blades get knocked out. I've seen him run into that uppercut of Derek Lewis. I've seen him obviously get stopped by Francis Ngannou. And I just worry uh, that he's going in there against a guy that's going to be maybe fighting for the championship at some point very soon. Uh, so that's why I like right now Pavlovich plus money. But I certainly agree with the over at one and a half as a safer play to kind of hedge your bet, if you will. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, if Curtis is going to be Curtis, he's going to be shooting right from the onset in that very first round to try to stall out Pavlovich. He does not want to stand and give that uh, that that strikeout artist there, a KO artist, any space to move. So that should be the game plan for Curtis going forward. I want to get into some other fights that you have already documented here on a Tuesday that you like. Uh, Kareem Silva against uh, Priscilla Ketchawera. Ketchawera right now about plus sixty. Silva, I'm seeing here about minus a dollar 40 what's your lean here in this bout well that's good uh, thanks to britain i should have clarified on the silva because it was bruno silva that i texted him but nonetheless obviously with Cochera, you know she's impressive obviously been in the ufc for quite some time struggles when fights get to the ground we saw that against jillian robertson the submission rear naked choke loss uh, that she had a couple of fights back but look the last time out she looked awesome uh, against uh, uh, the, the queen of violence, yes. Ariane Lipsky. So I think momentum is certainly on her favor. The Silva, there's not much known about her, obviously, you know, with her, you know, short mixed martial arts UFC tenure. So I like Coach Herrera in that fight, just based on the, 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 the resume and how great she looked the last time out in her Bantamweight debut. But then again, that's another fight that you're going to have to wait and see. What does she look like at the scale? That's why we talked to you about Tuesdays. And like, I'm like our buddy Lou, I wait till Friday to yeah. make those official releases 
because you cannot have the confidence that someone's going to be able to win that first fight and win it against the scale. Well, let's get to the, uh, since you like Cachoeira against that Silva, let's get to the Silva that you do like here. And that is Bruno Silva in the uh, co-main event against Brad Tavares. Tavares, obviously a very popular fighter. Both these guys been around the block here uh, in their mid thirties. And Tavares right now is minus an hour 75, but you like, you're going to back the dog and this one in Silva has been, he's been looking pretty darn good in his last couple bouts. Yeah, I mean, he has. I mean, look, he he is, you know, coming off back-to-back losses. I, I was picking him to, to beat Alex Pereira. Mm. Uh, I don't think we – I definitely didn't know how good Alex Pereira was <laughs> going to be winning the championship in, in the way that he did. But I thought we were going to see some wrestling and takedowns from Silva, which he's got that in his back pocket. He's also got a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt that he rarely uses um, because he likes to go in there and try and knock people out. Brad Tavares is probably the wrong guy to do that. And thankfully, Brad Tavares isn't fighting. You just mentioned the age of Bruno Silva. He's not fighting like, you know, the next up and comer. It was like a three or four fight run. Right. Brad Tavares was taking on Israel Adesanya, Edmund Shabazi, and uh, Dreykus Duplessis. So, um, you know, thankfully for him, it's against a veteran. But here's the thing. Tavares, even though he's a tough out, a grinder, a hard guy to finish, I think the combination of, of Tavares either wanting to stand and trade, which I believe favors Silva, or look to utilize some wrestling. Uh, I think Silva's going to be able to uh, rely on what he knows or what he grew up doing with his Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So again, I think he's a guy you look at early on in the week at plus money until people start to pick it up a little bit that this is kind of almost a pick them. Uh, fight as as I believe it should be handicapped. Yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, whenever you're fighting Alex Pajara, I kind of throw out those results. We didn't know the monster that Pajara would become. I still can't believe he lost that fight to Israel Adesanya a couple weeks ago. I'm going to move past that. I do want to get to another fight that you like uh, this week, Jordan. Uh, that's one of the better nicknames out there in Semi the Jetty. Uh, it's right now, you can get uh, Matthew Semmelsberger here at minus $1.15 against Jeremiah Wells. Wells is minus $1.05. Why are you backing uh, Semmelsberger in this one. Yeah, well, I think Semlinsberger looked fantastic in his last fight against Jake Matthews. I think a lot of people were underestimating him, kind of fading him a little bit because mm-hmm. you know he had a, he had a loss against Alex Morano. Jake Matthews was surging, coming off a win. But let's remember too that Jake Matthews did take that fight on short notice. But I think Semi is a tough guy to match up for. He's long, he's athletic, he's got really good leg kicks, a long reach. The thing about it, though, is he's kind of facing a guy that, that, that mirrors a similar game plan, a long athletic welterator well that has knockout power and quite the resume. I mean, look, back-to-back wins or, or two of his last three wins, Jeremiah Wells against UFC veterans. Warley Alves asking to fight him on short notice in your USA debut, knocks him out. Then he knocks out Court McGee. That guy never gets finished, right. and he did against Jeremiah Wells. So actually, I think, I like Matthew Summersberger just straight up. I think he's he's just got a little bit more variety in his game. I think the athleticism, the length might actually cause some issues for Jeremiah Wells. But my real definitive play is these two guys, despite being finishers, I think both have, you know, Wells has nine finishes and 11 wins, both wins and losses. And, and Summersberger is like nine and 14. I like the over mm. in this fight. I think this is going to the judges scorecards. These guys mirror each other so well. It's going to be a stand-up fight. Who's going to outpoint who? And I think that Semlinsberger is going to land more uh, and, and more volume to get the notch, get the win uh, at that near Pickham Valley. But the over is certainly what I'm looking at as well. And right now, one and a half, it is juiced to minus sixty, but you don't have to pay the, uh, the full tax of two and a half rounds. Might be the way to go there, even if you have to lay a little bit more of the juice. I see that uh, Chicago Bears pin. You're getting close to the NFL draft. Very quickly, 15 seconds to go. They traded out of that number one spot. Who does Jordan Sherwood want the Bears to draft? I think they're going to trade it again. Oh, get more picks. They're on the move trade again. It again. Get more picks. <laughs> Jordan, appreciate you as always, my friend. We'll catch up again next week. Enjoy those fights. Going to go up to Boston next. Catch up with Dan Vreeland right here. First strike on Visa. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. 
Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Back here on First Strike, Dave Ross in Las Vegas going out to Boston, Massachusetts to catch up with our guy, Dan Vreeland. You can follow Dan as I do on Twitter at Gumby Vreeland, writer at Gambling Podcast, Cage Side Press, and host of Top Turtle MMA and SGPN uh, MMA. Dan Vreeland. Oh, my goodness. Look at that, everybody. America shaved the beard. So I know mom's going to have some comments on that today as she likes to watch our guests each and every week. Uh, I, I do want to get to a couple of things because our, our producer, Britton Hess, does a great job. And sometimes he comes in and gives us his expertise as well. And in the break, he just asked a great question. And I'll just repeat Britton's question to you. What's your favorite fight in this card? And what's your favorite fight to bet on this, this card? They could be one and the same or they could be do two very different things. So my favorite fight to watch on this card is easily Jeremiah Wells versus Matthew Semmelsberger. I, I think it's so interesting because it's a pair of guys who clearly like have some grappling chops, right? But but Matthew Semmelsberger has largely just decided to to forego those and just throw hands. Because <laughs> you, you watch that fight with, with Jake Matthews, super exciting fight with mm-hmm. Jake Matthews. He dropped Jake Matthews a couple of times, which blew me away. Uh, and then he did go to the wrestling when he absolutely needed it. Same thing out of Jeremiah Wells. He's a guy out of Henzo Gracie Philly. You know, which means you know he can grapple. You know he can get down on the mats. But there he is flatlining Court McGee, like a guy who just does not get knocked out in Court McGee. Jeremiah Wells touches his chin once, and he's out. I love this fight from a stylistic standpoint. Um, and I think it's going to be super interesting. I lean Jeremiah Wells ever so slightly because I think ever uh, Matthew Semmelsberger just, like, leaves himself open to be hit mm-hmm. too much. And while, you know, maybe Jake Matthews didn't make anything out of that, Jeremiah Wells will. Um, and my favorite fight to bet on this card, I, I think it has to be Jared Gordon versus Bobby Green because wow. I love I love the dog spot here in Jared Gordon. I, I think I think Jared Gordon is maybe one of the most criminally underrated fighters out there uh, because he's so good on the mat, right? Like, you know, he, he yes, he lost that fight with Patty Pimplett. Sure, we can use the word loss if you want, but like <laughs> he basically beat the hell out of Patty Pimplett on the feet, and when he didn't want to box him anymore, he took him down for good measure. There aren't a lot of people out there saying, let me grapple with Patty Pimblett because, you know, Patty, you know, his skills are very clear. He's a much better grappler than he is a striker, even though he is a good striker, but he's a much better grappler than he is a striker. And Jared Gordon is just one of those guys who didn't care. He, he outstruck him at points. He outgrappled him at points. And Bobby Green has had issues with that before. If you go back to his fight with Tiago Moises, Tiago Moises took him down a couple of times. And while he's a good grappler, he's not typically all that great of a wrestler. Bobby Green's the type of guy who, when he's getting taken down, jumps guillotines, tries to hit switches, looks for Kimuras. All that kind of stuff just leaves you underneath Jared Gordon in a bad spot. So, yeah, I'd like Jared Gordon here to maybe out-wrestle him. And, you know, it's better than $2 is the price right now. Probably not going to get a finish. You want to soup it up a little bit more and get him by decision. I like Jared Gordon by decision here. And, and that's what's fascinating. You get Reed, Reed Kuhn uh, doing a great job helping us out with the Uber tail of the tape. It's basically even, right, with the check marks here when you look at that. And so I think what you're getting at, Dan, is this feels like a mispriced fight, right? This this fight, yes, can Bobby Green win it? Absolutely. But should he be, uh, you know, a, a minus 250 favorite? You know, you're looking at, you know, that just feels a little bit too steep right now for Jared Gordon, who can, if 
Bobby Green's takedown defense is not on point. Control you on the mat, but he's gotten a lot better with his hands, as you mentioned. So it is a very intriguing stylistic matchup, and I'm right there with you. I think this fight should be a little bit closer in the uh, in, in the pricing, and it's not right now. I wonder if that'll change before we get to Saturday. When you look at the main event, and I am fascinated by this fight, obviously Curtis Blades, Always feels like he's been nipping on the heels of getting a title shot. Sergey Pavlovich now feels like that guy. That if he keeps rocketing up the heavyweight division, it's going to be Pavlovich that uh, could soon be in line for a title shot. Do you look at it like a title eliminator? And do you think Blades should be a, you know, what, dollar seventy betting favorite as he is right now? So first of all, I think one of these two should be fighting for the title instead of Stipe, if we're, if we're being completely honest. As much <laughs> as I love Stipe Miocic, the rematch just doesn't make sense to me. So I, I'd already put one of them in there. So yes. This should be a title eliminator. And I actually do like Curtis Blades at this price. Uh, while Pavlovich has clearly gotten the hands and he's really shown he can box, nobody has really tried to wrestle Sergei Pavlovich outside of two people. Shamil Abdurakahimov, who went over one in takedown attempts. And really, if you look at that takedown entry he threw, threw a kind of a spammed out overhand right, wound up in on like a body lock, but didn't really work for the legs or anything like mm. that. It was a really half-hearted attempt. And then you look at Alistair Overeem in his debut, who not only took him down, but beat the living hell out of him once he was down. <laughs> and, and, you know, if, if you can't get out from underneath Alistair Overeem, I got some bad news when you're about to fight Curtis Blades. And same thing with, you know, if, if a Shamil Abdurakahimov is getting in on a body lock and getting inside of your, your striking range, I really think that Curtis Blades is going to have a way easier time, and he is going to get in on the leg. So, yeah, I, I really like Curtis Blades here shooting takedowns i wouldn't be surprised if he finished him with grounded pound because he has gotten way more vicious than that grounded pound as of late too oh yeah alistair overeem can attest to that certainly from curtis blades hey yeah. you know, when i when i look at this too at the total dan it is fascinating to me because i think what you just alluded to there with curtis once he gets if he does in fact finish those takedowns it's not laying on a guy he is going to go for stuff, right? He's going to look to ground a pound. Don't know if he'll look for a sub necessarily. But right now, the over one and a half, you get solid plus money if Curtis gets control, tries to get into the gas tank of Pavlovich. Conversely, though, I guess the danger would be that he could finish him a little bit quick because we haven't seen Pavlovich really go deep into the night in any fight. Is that playable for you at plus an hour 45 to get over seven and a half minutes? I definitely think it is. And, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think if you're on the Curtis Blades side, you should be on the over as well. Because Curtis Blades, if he's going to win this, I don't think he's going to get him out of there super fast. Like the only person that Curtis Blades went in there and got out in, you know, extremely quick fashion was Chris Dawkins. And that was, you know, that was a Curtis Blades we had never seen before. He's not going to go in there and do that to Pavlovich. He's not going to go in there and try to do that to Pavlovich. I, I think the only people who are betting the under here are the people betting Pavlovich mm. do. Um, which is kind of weird why the, the odds would be negative 170 on blades and then, you know, juice to the plus uh, or plus money on the over rather. Mm -hmm. it, that just seems odd to me. So, yeah, I, I like blades and I like the over here. I want to talk about another heavyweight bout on here and people want to see the last name Usman. I go, ooh, do I have to back Muhammad Usman against Junior Tafa here? Uh, I get it when you got the correlations with Kamaru, but this is a much different fighter uh, than the guy that fights at 170 versus uh, the guy we're going to see at the heavyweight division. Still feels raw. You know, maybe gas tank, you got some issues there. What do you make of Muhammad? Because right now, it's pretty evenly priced uh, against Tafa. Yeah, and th this is, again, the other Tafa, too, which is a, <laughs> a fun mentor, right? It's not Justin Tafa. We got Junior Tafa. It's not Kamaru Usman. It's Muhammad Usman. The, the thing is here is I, I do think Mohamed Usman is super green. I, I think he's got a lot to learn. I think there's times he leaves himself open to, to shots. But as he showed in that fight with Zach Ponga, he's got incredible power. He, he's a tough guy. He hits like a truck. And the thing about Junior Tafa and that I've seen so far, you know, in his regional fights is, is he fought Nicholas Djurjevich uh, in Brave. I believe it was Brave CF who just he's a 41 year old dude who's four and four uh which is not the type of guy you want to have a tough fight with and that guy went in there and took him down like three or four times he laid on top of him he had him almost at a crucifix junior Thomas, a guy who's got huge discrepancy between his very solid striking and his very questionable wrestling and takedown defense i don't know that mohammed will lean on that that's that's my biggest concern with him but i think if he does just enough he can really wear on Junior Tafa. And, 
you know, I, I think he will keep himself safer against the striking. So, yeah, I actually favor Mohamed Usman in this one. I, I think he's going to get the job done as long as he mixes it up a bit. Got a couple minutes to go here with Dan Vreeland. You can follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Gumby Vreeland. Let's talk about the ladies' fights that we have in this card here. Priscilla Cachuera right now, about a plus sixty underdog against Kareem Silva. Is this a live dog scenario in your eyes here? I think it is. Uh, you know, and I like Kareem Silva. I love her submission skills. You know, that uh, that Dara's choke finish she had in her last fight, super, super sharp. But the problem is, is she just doesn't really have good sense of range. If you watch most of her fights, she's throwing leg kicks from way too far away. She's pumping up that jab, but like kind of isn't even close to landing that jab. And she's fighting against somebody who has got very heavy hands in Priscilla Cachuera. She's been putting people away, including Ariane Lipsky in her last fight mm-hmm. just a minute in. Uh, and, and Kareem Silva also doesn't really have the takedowns. If, if you watched her fight on the Contender Series, uh, she fought Queen Wayne Liu, uh, and, and she just didn't get anywhere close to taking her down. Now, Liu is, is a little bit tougher in the wrestling department than Priscilla Cachuera, but I think Cachuera just has a better sense of distance and, and a lot heavier hands here. So, yeah, I like Cachuera as a dog here. 30 seconds to go. Uh, we got uh, we got Norma Dumont right now is minus $1.15 favorite here against Carol Rosa. Rosa right now minus $1.05. Any lean in a very evenly priced fight? Yeah, that one's a tough one for me. I am leaning ever so slightly to Carol Rosa. I think she just wrestles better, and I think that that's ultimately what's probably going to come down in the judges' scorecards. Rosa kind of disappointed me a little bit in the Lena Landsberg fight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like before, I was all in on her as a potential challenger here. But I, I still think she handles it. Dumont gave up a bunch of takedowns to Macy Chason. So she gives some up here. Dan, great stuff as always, my friend. Always appreciate the time. I want to thank Dan Vreeland for joining the program. Jordan Sherwood, Lou Finnecare, and, of course, Nick Kalikas as well. Enjoy the fights, everybody. We'll see you next week right here. First Strike on these and the Sports Betting Network. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.